Sometimes, if it was not for this platform, maybe by this time during the day you were not going to be praying. But um, because of uh, the schedules that we have together, we are able to set aside that time in order to pray. And we are able to pray. And we are able to give time to God because of this kind of platform. And that's why we really thank God for it. Because it helps us to fellowship with God, to give our time for God. As we show God how important He is in our lives. And the Bible says that come near to God and God will come near to you. Come near to God. If you go near to God, God will come near to you. Then you can't give yourself time to pray and it's just time to pray and God does not do his part. The Bible says that come near to God and God will do what? God will come near to you. So this afternoon, we're going to have a privilege, privilege to go through the Word of God together. I just want to highlight it. This is the last chapter of uh, the book of Chronicles. We may be in it in a day or two again, but this is the last chapter of the book of Second Chronicles, in which uh, I can tell you it will take a very long time, sometimes more than a year or two years, to come back to this portion of the Bible. If we don't just, maybe by that time, uh, if we don't refer to it when we are in another Bible chapters, but I'm, I cannot tell you that this Bible chapter, we must enjoy it as it lasts because there are many also Bible chapters. And that's why we're saying that it's going to take time to be back here on this chapter or this portion of the Bible. Because we are actually having a journey through the Bible. We are having a journey, if you realize, we are in a journey. We are not in stagnant, we are not in one place. We are not in one subject. We are, having, we are having a journey in the Bible. We are enjoying the Word of God. Anyway, let us go straight to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse number 7. The Bible said that Nebuchadnezzar also took Babylon articles from the temple of the Lord. And put them in the in his temple there. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, his God, and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke the word of the Lord. He also rebelled against the king Nebuchadnezzar who had made him to take an oath on God's name. He became stiff-necked and hardened his heart will not tend to the Lord, the God of Israel. Furthermore, all the leaders of, his, of, leaders of the priests and the people became more and more unfaithful to the Lord, following the detestable practice of the nations and the defiling temple of the Lord, and he, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. The Lord God of their ancestors sent the word to them through his messengers again and again because he had pity on his people, on his dwelling place. But they mocked God's messengers, despised 
his word and scoffed his prophet until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people. And there was no remedy. He brought up against them the king of Babylonians who killed their young men with the sword in the sanctuary and did not spare young men and or women, elderly or the infirm. God gave them all into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, if we start very well from chapter, the same chapter, we're not going to start in verse number 7, as we have read. We're going to start earlier so that we can understand what is happening. The Bible says that um, in verse number 6, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, attacked him and bound him with the bronze shackles and took him to, the, to Babylon. But to understand what was happening, we have to go even earlier. Let us read uh, verse number 3 and 4. The king of Egypt enthroned him in Jerusalem, imposed him on Judah, a levy of a hundred talents of silver and gold. The king of Egypt made Eliakim brother of Jehoaz, king over Judah. And Jerusalem and changed Eliakim's name to Joachim. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I want you to, to understand here um, if we are following the verses that we have read, um, it's talking about this king. This king, first of all, he was king over Israel. And most of all, is either the king, the king of Israel or the king of Judah. But what is most important is not uh, who this person was king of, either Israel or Judah. What is important, it will be how did this person related to God? How did this person walk with God? And how did this person walk with God? And after how we work with God, how did God react? Because what we are interested in, we are studying in, in, a, in a nutshell, we are studying the relationship between God and man. Not just study. Study to apply that word of God in our life. Then also here, we are trying to find out sometimes, you know, this king, most of them, they did evil in the eyes of God. And when they did evil in the eyes of God, some of them, like this one, they were taken into captivity in summary. They were taken into captivity. Then in summary, when we see something like that, that means we are learning what was the bad thing that this person did and what not to do, not to arouse the, the Lord's anger and what to do to make God happy in our days. Because the times may be different, but God have never changed. The same God who have walked with them, the same God whom was the God of their time is the same God who is the God of our days. 
That's why the word of God is relevant no matter how many years. Because what? The same God in their days is the same God in our days. Maybe the character is different today. You are the main character. Maybe this was the time of Joachim. But today, it is your day. It is our time. It is our time. And the same God is still the same God even today. But you are the main character. Then the word of God itself, when you are going through the Bible, the word of God, it will be helping us to learn sometimes from other people's mistakes. That these were the mistakes that they have done so that we may not do them. Sometimes we even learn from the good things that they have done. Or say, oh, these are the good things that they have done. And when they have done what they have done, God was happy with them. And what actually happened? Because, uh, you know, no matter how many years we live, this life in this world it is not enough to learn from our own lives. It is important also to learn from other people's lives. Because some of the mistakes, when if, some of these people, they did them. There was not going back. Some of these mistakes that they've done, they did those mistakes and they perished. They died. Then some of the mistakes, you just have to learn from some people's life. Or, oh, oh, this one, this was the mistake that they did. This was the mistake that they did. So that you may not commit the same mistake because some mistakes, if you commit them, there's no turning back. You commit that mistake and you find yourself in heaven. Or you find yourself in hell then that's why the word of God, when you are reading the word of God, it gives us the opportunity from learning from other people's life in relation, in their relationship with God. That's what the word of God is all about. And the Bible says that when one of the things by this time when they disobeyed God and they did not do what God wanted them to do, they found themselves being taken to captivity. They found themselves being captured by King Nebuchadnezzar of the time, of their time, who take them to captivity in Babylon as captive. Somebody who was supposed to be in their land, enjoying their life in their land as the king, enjoying their freedom. But the Bible said that when they, God was not happy with them, he would have allowed the people like Nebuchadnezzar, their enemies, to capture them. And after that, they will find them into the captivity for the rest of their life. I want to tell you that even in our days, it is God's will that you, may, you must be in, things may go well with you, that you may prosper, that you may succeed, that things may go well with you. That's why we've got the verses like, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11, where the word of God said that the plans that I have for you are not the plans to harm you, but the plans to prosper you, for you to have a wonderful life, to have a wonderful future. That means it is to everyone who is the child of God, who is a human being, God does not want that person to suffer. God does not want that person for things to go well. God wants their things to go well. God wants them to prosper. It is God's will. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
And if God have said that even in their time, it was not God's will for them to go to captivity. It was not. That's why, we, that's why he will be sending his messengers to teach them the word of God. To teach the word of God so that people can know God's will. When they've known God's will, they can do God's will and God can begin to bless them. And when God has blessed them, he can begin also to prosper them because they will be knowing what to do and how to do it. And the Bible says that even in this time of their days, God sent, because the Bible says that when we read very, very carefully here, going downwards, we realize that the Bible says God sent his messengers, God sent prophets to warn them, to teach them the word of God, even when they were going astray. Even when they were doing the thing that God has not wanted, the Bible says that he had compassion in them. Sometimes the servants of God are sent to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to preach the word of God because of his love and his compassion. No wonder the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 3 verse number 16 where the Bible says that for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son so that whoever will believe upon him shall be saved. He so loved the world. He had compassion to everybody. Then he sent the teachers of the word. He sent the preachers of the word. The reason why the gospel is still being preached today is because God is compassionate. God is loving. God loves somebody. Somebody who thinks are bad, somebody who's about to even who one day they will die and go to hell, but God doesn't want. Say that no, tell them about Jesus Christ who have come. Tell them about Jesus Christ who have come, who have lived, who have died, so that anyone who believed upon him, anyone who have accepted him as their Lord and their Savior can be what? Can be saved and have everlasting life. Out of God's mercy. Out of God's love. And the Bible said that most of the time when those servants of God were sent on this time which we are reading. The Bible said that most of the time they did not take the prophets seriously. They mocked the prophets. They mocked the servants of God. Not knowing that the servants are not preaching their own message. The servants are preaching God's message. Just that sometimes when God wants to deal with help men, bless men, God wants to appear for, uh, God wants to appear. Most of the time he does not appear as God, but he sent messengers to go and represent him. It is still the same even today. Some people they think ah, if it is Jesus Christ who can come and preach to me, maybe I will listen, maybe I will repent, maybe I will change. But what does Jesus Christ have said? The Bible said that in the book of Mark chapter 16 from verse number 15. He said that go ye into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever will believe and will be baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. This is what Jesus Christ has said. That's, it's still the same even today. When God wants to visit people. When God wants to talk to people, sometimes and most of the time, he talks through his messengers. He talks through his servants of God. When the servants of God are preaching, are teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
who have been crucified on the cross of Calvary, they are not preaching their own gospel. They are preaching God's gospel, which God is talking through that gospel. In order for God to be merciful, in order for God's love to begin to touch somebody. So that whoever will believe upon him shall be what? Shall be saved and have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. Then a true child of God must love the word of God, must love the messengers of God, must not fight the messengers of God, must not mock the messengers of God, must not ignore the messengers of God. Because if you ignore the messengers of God, you are ignoring God for yourself. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible talks about, when he's talking about, Jesus Christ was talking about Lazarus and a rich man. The Bible says that there was a, a rich man and there was Lazarus. The Bible said that these two, they live in the same time. They were alive, both of them. But the Bible talks about Lazarus was poor man. When Lazarus was poor man, the Bible talks about Lazarus, he died. And the rich man died. Even today, this is what is happening. Even when we're talking today, maybe another poor man is dying. Another rich man is dying. And the Bible said that when the two of them have died, the other one who was a rich man died and go to hell. And the poor, uh, the poor man who is Lazarus, he died and went to the bosom of Abraham, which was called paradise. And the Bible said that when this has happened, the other one was in paradise, the other one was in hell. And the Bible said that um, the, the rich man, when he was in hell, the Bible said that the rich man said that to Papa Abraham, Papa Abraham, you know, can you please talk to Lazarus? Tell Lazarus just to, to take his finger to the, to the water and let the water, just a drop of water, fall into the tongue or my tongue because my t the tongue was very dry where he was. It was a place of agony, the place of suffering, which is hell. And the Bible say that when that has happened, Papa Abraham said, that, no, there is a wall. Where we are and where you are, we may be seeing each other, but there is a wall. Even if uh, Lazarus can try that, the drop of water cannot reach where you are. And the Bible say that, then the rich man said, that, oh, Papa Lazarus, Papa Abraham, please, then can you just send Lazarus to go back to earth? I've got brothers of mine. My brothers are still alive. If Lazarus can come from the dead and go and teach them and tell them so that they can repent and and not go where he was. Where he was, he was in hell. He didn't want them to suffer there. He doesn't want them to suffer. He said, no, please, just send Lazarus so that he can go and tell them. If somebody is coming from the dead, maybe they will listen. Because I'm sure when he was alive, there were some people who were preaching. 
But when some people were preaching, he listened and he took them for granted and even mocked them. Like some people, when they see somebody holding a Bible preaching, they say, this one is looking for money. This one is hungry. Uh, you see now, this, this may be a scam. This is of people of nowadays. When they hear the, Bible, the word of God being preached, they've got, the, the devil has come with many conspiracies to make sure people does mock the servants of God and don't listen to the word of God when the word of God is being spoken. When they're supposed to listen for their sake. That rich man, maybe on his time, he mocked the servants of God. He took them for granted. He did not listen today because he did not listen. He was in hell, in the place of agony. He said, no, maybe now, if maybe somebody came back from the dead in my days, I would have listened. Please talk to Lazarus to go back in the world to tell them so that they can hear the word of God and repent and change their ways. I don't want them to go to hell. And the Bible say that, Papa Abraham say that, uh, you know, even if somebody can come from the dead, they won't listen. In the earth there is Moses and prophets. If they can't listen to Moses and prophets, they won't listen to everybody. That is the same thing today. The same thing today. The servants of God who God has sent nowadays. I don't know how that pastor looks. I don't know what he wear. I don't know what he drive. I don't know his bank account. No matter who he is, if they are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is the pastor who God has sent to you. And if you mock them, you are mocking your ticket to heaven. If you accept them, you are accepting your ticket to go to heaven. Is that? Then some people, sometimes for the gospel to be enjoyable, for them to accept the gospel, they, they, they've got the picture of their own servant they want. Can't God use whomever you want to use? Can God talk through whoever you want to talk through? The Bible said one day God talked, talked through a donkey when he was up talking to a prophet. Through a donkey. If God can talk through a donkey, what about that servant of God? No matter you don't like his suit. No matter you don't like the car he drives. I don't know what is it that makes try, the devil try to make like it's a noise in your day. But I'm trying to say to you, whoever the servant who God sent to that person, they are just supposed to accept that servant. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. Amen. Because Jesus Christ has said in the book of Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Let us go there. La kratuska pahaya. Mantalabazontara bahaye. Hallelujah. Verse number 40, the Bible reads as follows. The Bible says that anyone who welcomes you, welcome me. Anyone who welcomes me, welcome the one who has sent me. 
Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. This is Jesus Christ talking to his disciples. And by this time, they were not even apostles. They were just a disciple. It was just a disciple, just a disciple, like every one of us who was just a disciple. Jesus said that whoever welcomes you is welcoming me. Whoever welcoming me is welcoming the one who has sent me. This is what Jesus Christ has said. Whoever welcomes a servant of God is welcoming who? Jesus Christ. Whoever is welcoming Jesus is welcoming who? God Almighty. That's just a hierarchy of it. Then that's why the Bible in this time of Jehoiakim making mistake when God was sending the servants of God. He was making, mocking the men of the servants of God. Until the Bible said that as they have taught, they have spoken enough and they could not repent and God could not, even though he had compassion of them, he can't do anything. God to wrath came and they were taken to Babylon and they became slaves. How many people are under the oppression of the devil today? How many people are under as slaves of the devil today? Because when the word of God was spoken, they ignored it. When the servant of God, how many people are at hell today? Not because there was no pastor who did not preach on the TV. Not because there was no pastor who did not preach nowadays in their cell phone. What must God do? Eh? It's not about going to church nowadays. It's not, the gospel is not only being preached in the radio or on the TV. Today, there's somebody today who's in Egypt listening to my word. Somebody today, there's somebody in America, Saudi Arabia, listening to over their cell phone. What must more, what more God can do? Gospel is everywhere. You just have to receive it. That's all and you go to heaven. And God delivers you. God blesses you. God begins to appear in your life and your family. What more can God do? Just accept it. That's all. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, because this is a midday service, can you say, my day is blessed? My day is blessed. My family is blessed. My family is blessed. My career is blessed. My career is blessed. Our countries are blessed. Our countries are blessed. Say everything is turning around for my good. Everything is turning around for my good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will not die before my time. I will not die before my time. I will never be sick in my life. I will never be sick in my life. I will never be poor in my life. I will never be poor in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say devil. Devil. Take off your hand. Take off your hand. From my life. From my life. From my family. From my family. From my finances. From my finances. From my everything. From my everything. 
Say I lose angels now. I lose angels now. Angels. Bring my harvest. Bring my harvest. My miracles. My testimonies. My testimonies. My blessings. My blessings. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Angels. Angels. Bring my harvest. Bring my harvest. me. Everywhere I go, in everything that I do, in the name of Jesus. Well, this afternoon, there might be somebody who have no one to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, let us say this prayer together, this words together. To accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect me from today. From today. I am born again. I am born again. I am saved. I am saved. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there was somebody praying that prayer for the first time, know that, yes, you are born again, you are saved, you are a child of the living God, and do yourself a favor, follow this account, that whenever we go live, we can become prayer partners, the Word of God partners, and I can tell you, your life will never be the same. You will be growing in Christ. Christ will be manifesting in your life, in your family, and in your career. And I wanna, you know, when I was teaching the word of God, when I'm, I'm about to finish, God was like, you know, the men of God, you must, we must never choose your men of God as, as you are choosing your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. The men of God, because what is important, it is the content of God. It's not what they look like. Eh? Amen. When somebody is choosing a boyfriend or say, I must be tall. He must talk like this, he must wear like this, he must drive this, he must work this. But your, partner, your pastor is about the word that they talk, the word of God. It's not even how old they are. That's why Jesus was younger than Peter. Huh? That's what Jesus was talking about is the man who, who the, he started the ministry in 30 years, 33 he was gone. Today we are talking... You are getting the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we don't have to say, I know I like the way my pastor looks. No. Why do you like it? <laughs> there's, there's nothing to like. It what you like is it must be the word of God. 
It must be the spiritual thing because your pastor is not your boyfriend. Your pastor is not your girlfriend. I, I, I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. That word, it must be like, hey, I love the word. That is the real pastor. I love that word. The way we are praying, we are in the right track. Huh? <laughs> That's the spiritual things. But if somebody now, you, you end up saying, ah, the pastor, this, that my pastor is handsome. That's the it's, it's, that's wrong criteria. The pastor is nothing to do with that. That's why you hear John the Baptist, even they show him in the, in the, in the movie, the beers were long. He was wearing, the Bible says he was eating uh, the honey and the locust. He was not eating KFC. There was nothing you can like about John the Baptist. There was nothing. Then you are, you are men of God. Don't look on how he look. You must look on the spiritual contact. That's what the matters the most. The spiritual contact. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then sometimes you find that, you know, some, somebody will say like, ah, I'm going to this church. What do you like about the pastor? The suit. I like the way he suits. Ah, ah. Hey, that's the wrong criteria of choosing the pastor. If you are going to this church, what do you like about the pastor? His car. Uh -uh. Hey, you like the car he drives. That's nothing spiritual about the car. What spiritual is the word of God which is coming? What is spiritual is the prayers that you are making. That's basic. The, uh, are you, are you get, uh, we are all together. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, that's what you, how you choose. Sometimes it's not, we don't choose a church because how beautiful it is. Some people, they go like, I'm going to this church. Why are you going to this church? Ah, it's beautiful. Ah, it's not the beauty of the church. There are beautiful big churches. God is not even in those churches, some of them. You go there, you come back empty. <laughs> I know those churches. You go there sick, you come back sick. I know those churches. I've been there. But you choose the church by the spiritual food you are getting there. And you say this is the way. This is the way. Uh, when, 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 when Jacob found a stone, there was no building, but said that this, this is where I met God. That's where he had a vision of God going to, angels going to heaven and up down. And he put the oil there and said that this is my penal place. This is the place where God dwells. A stone only, nothing. When Jesus was with Peter and James and John in the mountain on transfiguration, mountain, no building, nothing. He said, can we build three, can we build three tents here? That's where they wanted to be because Moses has appeared, because Elijah has appeared. If, if the, you find a spiritual place where God can appear, angels can appear, that's it, that's enough. Whether it's a, it's a, it's a bush or doesn't matter. Then some people, they say, no, there is this church, it's beautiful, hey, that's why I'm going there. It has nothing to do with that. Some people are going there for because of, of music. Uh-uh. Anyway, it's a media service. You know, on this other platform, we had 64 people. On this other one, 73. On this other one, where we was in the A's, it's about 60, 73 also. Where Lazarus is, about 75. Then you can do the mess. We are talking to the whole world. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. Be with us all. Say surely goodness and love. Shall follow me. Shall follow me. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, when I was still not even a baby Christian, when I was still going to church when I was in the world, I remember choosing this other church because it used to have short service. Imagine how unspiritual I was. How can you go to a, choose a church because the services are shorter? Huh? How can you choose a church that they pray only for 10 minutes? If it's me, I will look for the one which prays a lot. The one they fast a lot. The one they always, that is the spiritual church. These things, I, I don't know whether we are getting each other. Hallelujah. Anyway, I want to say to you, have a blessed and a successful day in Jesus' name. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a blessed morning, day, and afternoon, and night. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Sometimes, if it was not for this platform, maybe by this time during the day you were not going to be praying. But um, because of uh, the schedules that we have together, we are able to set aside that time in order to pray. And we are able to pray. And you are able to give time to God because of this kind of platform. And that's why we really thank God for it. Because it helps us to fellowship with God, to give our time for God. As we show God how important He is in our lives. And the Bible says that come near to God and God will come near to you. Come near to God. If you go near to God, God will come near to you. Then you can't give yourself time to pray, and it's just time to pray, and God does not do his part. The Bible says that, come near to God, and God will do what? God will come near to you. So this afternoon, we're going to have a privilege, privilege to go through the word of God together. I just want to highlight it. This is the last chapter of uh, the book of Chronicles. We may be in it in a day or two again, but this is the last chapter of the book of Second Chronicles, in which uh, I can tell you it will take a very long time, sometimes more than a year or two years, to come back to this portion of the Bible. If we don't just, maybe by that time, uh, if we don't refer to it when we are in another 
Bible chapters, but I cannot tell you that this Bible chapter, we must enjoy it as it lasts because there are many also Bible chapters. And that's why we're saying that it's going to take time to be back here on this chapter or this portion of the Bible. Because we're actually having a journey through the Bible. We're having a journey, if you realize, we're in a journey. We're not in stagnant, we're not in one place. We're not in one subject. We're having, we're having a journey in the Bible. We're enjoying the Word of God. Anyway, let us go straight to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse number 7. The Bible said that Nebuchadnezzar also took Babylon articles from the temple of the Lord and put them in, the, in his temple there. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, his God, and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke the word of the Lord. He also rebelled against the king Nebuchadnezzar who had made him to take an oath on God's name. He became stiff-necked and hardened his heart, will not turn to the Lord, the God of Israel. Furthermore, all the leaders of, his, of, leaders of the priests and the people became more and more unfaithful to the Lord, following the detestable practice of the nations and the defiling temple of the Lord, and he, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. The Lord God of their ancestors sent the word to them through his messengers again and again because he had pity on his people, on his dwelling place. But they mocked God's messengers, despised his word and scoffed his prophet until the wrath of the Lord aroused against his people. And there was no remedy. He brought up against them the king of Babylonians, who killed their young men with the sword in the sanctuary and did not spare young men and or women, elderly or the infirm. God gave them all into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, if we start very well from chapter, the same chapter, we're not going to start in verse number 7 as we have read. We're going to start earlier so that we can understand what is happening. The Bible says that um, in verse number 6, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, attacked him and bound him with the bronze shackles and took him to the to Babylon. But to understand what was happening, we have to go even earlier. Let us read uh, verse number 3 and 4. The king of Egypt enthroned him in Jerusalem, imposed him on Judah, a levy of a hundred talents of silver and gold. The king of Egypt made Eliakim brother of Jehoaz, king over Judah. And Jerusalem and changed Eliakim's name to Joachim. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I want you to, to understand here um, if we are following the verses that we have read, um, it's talking about this king. This king, first of all, he was 
king over Israel. And most of all, he's either the king, he's the king of Israel or the king of Judah. But what is most important is not uh, who this person was king of either Israel or Judah. What is important, it will be how did this person relate to God? How did this person walk with God? And how did this person walk with God? And after how he walked with God, how did God react? Because what we are interested in, we are studying in, in, a, in a nutshell, we are studying the relationship between God and man. Not just study. Study to apply that word of God in our life. Then also here, we are trying to find out sometimes, you know, this king, most of them, they did evil in the eyes of God. And when they did evil in the eyes of God, some of them like this one, they were taken into captivity in summary. They were taken into captivity. Then in summary, when we see something like that, that means we are learning what was the bad thing that this person did and what not to do, not to arouse the, the Lord's anger and what to do to make God happy in our days. Because the times may be different, but God has never changed. The same God who have walked with them the same God whom was the God of their time is the same God who is the God of our days. That's why the word of God is relevant no matter how many years. Because what? The same God in their days is the same God in our days. Maybe the character is different today. You are the main character. Maybe this was the time of Joachim. But today it is your day. It is our time. It is our time. And the same God is still the same God even today, but you are the main character. Then the word of God itself, when you are going through the Bible, the word of God, it will be helping us to learn sometimes from other people's mistakes. That these were the mistakes that they have done so that we may not do them. Sometimes we even learn from the good things that they have done. Or say, oh, these are the good things that they have done. And when they have done what they have done, God was happy with them. And what actually happened? Because, uh, you know, no matter how many years we live, this life in this world is, is not enough to learn from our own lives. It is important also to learn from other people's lives. Because some of the mistakes, when if, some of these people, they did them. There was not going back. Some of these mistakes that they've done, they did those mistakes and they perished. They died. Then some of the mistakes, you just have to learn from some people's life. Where, oh, oh, this one, this was the mistake that they did. This was the mistake that they did so that you may not commit the same mistake because some mistakes, if you commit them, there's no turning back. You commit that mistake and you find yourself in heaven or you find yourself in hell then that's why the word of God, when you are reading the word of God, it gives us the opportunity from learning from other people's life. 
in relation in their relationship with God. That's what the word of God is all about. And the Bible says that when one of the things by this time when they disobeyed God and they did not do what God wanted them to do, they found themselves being taken to captivity. They found themselves being captured by King Nebuchadnezzar of the time of their time who take them to captivity in Babylon as captive. Somebody who was supposed to be in their land, enjoying their life in their land as the king, enjoying their freedom. But the Bible said that when they, God was not happy with them, he would have allowed the people like Nebuchadnezzar, their enemies, to capture them. And after that, they will find them into the captivity for the rest of their life. I want to tell you that even in our days, it is God will that you may you must be in things may go well with you that you may prosper that you may succeed that things may go well with you that's why we've got the verses like in the book of jeremiah chapter 29 verse number 11 where the word of god said that the plans that i have for you are not the plans to harm you but the plans to prosper you for you to have a wonderful life to have a wonderful future. That means it is to everyone who is the child of God, who is a human being, God does not want that person to suffer. God does not want that person for things to go well. God wants their things to go well. God wants them to prosper. It is God's will. Hallelujah. And if God have said that even in their time, it was not God's will for them to go to captivity. It was not. That's why, we, that's why he will be sending his messengers to teach them the word of God. To teach the word of God so that people can know God's will. When they've known God's will, they can do God's will and God can begin to bless them. And when God has blessed them, he can begin also to prosper them because they will be knowing what to do and how to do it. And the Bible says that even in this time of their days, God sent, because the Bible says that when we read very, very carefully here, going downwards, we realize that the Bible says God sent his messengers, God sent prophets to warn them, to teach them the word of God, even when they were going astray. Even when they were doing the thing that God does not want. The Bible says that he had compassion in them. Sometimes the servants of God are sent to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. To preach the word of God because of his love and his compassion. No wonder the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 3 verse number 16. Where the Bible says that for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son so that whoever will believe upon him shall be saved. He so loved the world. He had compassion to everybody. Then he sent the teachers of the word. He sent the preachers of the word. The reason why the gospel is still being preached today is because God is compassionate. God is loving. God loves somebody. Somebody who thinks are bad, somebody who's about to even who one day they will die and go to hell, but God doesn't want. Say that no. Tell them about Jesus Christ who have come. Tell them about Jesus Christ who have come. 
who have lived, who have died, so that anyone who believed upon him, anyone who have accepted him as their Lord and their Savior can be what? Can be saved and have everlasting life out of God's mercy, out of God's love. And the Bible said that most of the time when those servants of God were sent on this time which we are reading, the Bible said that most of the time they did not take the prophets seriously. They mocked the prophets. They mocked the servants of God. Not knowing that the servants are not preaching their own message. The servants are preaching God's message. Just that sometimes when God wants to deal with help men, bless men, God wants to appear for... Uh, God wants to appear, most of the time he does not appear as God, but he sent messengers to go and represent him. It is still the same even today. Some people, they think, ah, if it is Jesus Christ who can come and preach to me, maybe I will listen, maybe I will repent, maybe I will change. But what does Jesus Christ have said? The Bible said that in the book of Mark chapter 16 from verse number 15. He said that, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever will believe and will be baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. This is what Jesus Christ have said. That's, it's still the same even today. When God wants to visit people, when God wants to talk to people, Sometimes and most of the time, he talked through his messengers. He talked through his servants of God. When the servants of God are preaching, are teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, who have been crucified and the cross of Calvary, they are not preaching their own gospel. They are preaching God's gospel, which God is talking through that gospel. In order for God to be merciful, in order for God's love to begin to touch somebody. So that whoever will believe upon him shall be what? Shall be saved and have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say fire, yeah, 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 yeah. Say, I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. That a true child of God must love the word of God, must love the messengers of God. Must not fight the messengers of God. Must not mock the messengers of God. Must not ignore the messengers of God. Because if you ignore the messengers of God, you are ignoring God for yourself. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about, when he's talking about, Jesus Christ was talking about Lazarus and the rich man. The Bible says that there was a, a rich man and there was Lazarus. The Bible said that these two, they live in the same time. They were alive, both of them. But the Bible talks about Lazarus was poor man. When Lazarus was poor man, the Bible talks about Lazarus, he died. And the rich man died. Even today, this is what is happening. Even when we're talking today, maybe another poor man is dying. Another rich man is dying. 
And the Bible said that when the two of them have died, the other one who was a rich man died and go to hell. And the poor, uh, the poor man who is Lazarus, he died and went to the bosom of Abraham, which was called paradise. And the Bible said that when this has happened, the other one was in paradise, the other one was in hell. And the Bible said that um, the, the rich man, when he was in hell, the Bible said that the rich man said that to Papa Abraham, Papa Abraham, you know, can you please talk to Lazarus? Tell Lazarus just to, to take his finger to the, to the water and let the water, just a drop of water, fall into the tongue, my tongue, because my t the tongue was very dry where he was. It was a place of agony, the place of suffering, which is hell. And the Bible says that when that has happened, Papa Abraham said, that, no, there is a wall. Where we are and where you are, we may be seeing each other, but there is a wall. Even if uh, Lazarus can try that, the drop of water cannot reach where you are. And the Bible says that, then the rich man said, that, oh, Papa Lazarus, Papa Abraham, please, then can you just send Lazarus to go back to earth? I've got brothers of mine. My brothers are still alive. If Lazarus can come from the dead and go and teach them and tell them so that they can repent and, and not go where he was. Where he was, he was in hell. He didn't want them to suffer there. He doesn't want them to suffer. Say, no, please, just send Lazarus so that he can go and tell them. If somebody is coming from the dead, maybe they will listen. Because I'm sure when he was alive, there were some people who were preaching. But when some people were preaching, he listened and he took them for granted and even mocked them. Like some people, when they see somebody holding a Bible preaching, they say, this one is looking for money. This one is hungry. Uh, you see now, this, this may be a scam. This is of people of nowadays. When they hear the, Bible, the word of God being preached, they've got, the, the devil has come with many conspiracies to make sure people does mock the servants of God and don't listen to the word of God when the word of God is being spoken. When they're supposed to listen for their sake. That rich man, maybe on his time, he mocked the servants of God. He took them for granted. He did not listen today. Because he did not listen, he was in hell. In the place of agony. He said, no, maybe now, if maybe somebody came back from the dead in my days, I would have listened. Please talk to Lazarus to go back in the world to tell them. So that they can hear the word of God and repent and change their ways. I don't want them to go to hell. And the Bible say that, Papa Abraham say that, uh, you know, even if somebody can come from the dead, they won't listen. In the earth there is Moses and prophets. If they can't listen to Moses and prophets, they won't listen to everybody. That is the same thing today. The same thing today. The servants of God who God has sent nowadays 
I don't know how that pastor looks. I don't know what he wear. I don't know what he drive. I don't know his bank account. No matter who he is, if they are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is the pastor who God has sent to you. And if you mock them, you are mocking your ticket to heaven. If you accept them, you are accepting your ticket to go to heaven. Is that? Then some people, sometimes for the gospel to be enjoyable, for them to accept the gospel, they, they, they've got the picture of their own servant they want. Can't God use whomever you want to use? Can God talk through whoever you want to talk through? Huh? The Bible said one day God talked, talked through a donkey when he was up talking to a prophet, through a donkey. If God can talk through a donkey, what about that servant of God? No matter you don't like his suit, no matter you don't like the car he drives, I don't know what is it that he makes the devil try to make like it's a noise in your day. But I'm trying to say to you, whoever the servant who God sent to that person, they are just supposed to accept that servant. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. Because Jesus Christ has said in the book of Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Let us go there. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse number 40, the Bible reads as follows. The Bible says that anyone who welcomes you, welcome me. Anyone who welcomes me, welcome the one who has sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. This is Jesus Christ talking to his disciple. And by this time they were not even apostles. They were just a disciple. It was just a disciple, just a disciple, like every one of us who was just a disciple. Jesus said that whoever welcomes you is welcoming me. Whoever welcoming me is welcoming the one who has sent me. This is what Jesus Christ has said. Whoever welcomes a servant of God is welcoming who? Jesus Christ. Whoever is welcoming Jesus is welcoming who? God Almighty. That's just a hierarchy of it. Then that's why the Bible in this time of Jehoiakim making mistake when God was sending the servants of God. He was making, mocking the men of the servants of God. Until the Bible said that as they have taught, they have spoken enough and they could not repent and God could not, even though he had compassion of them, he can't do anything. God to wrath came and they were taken to Babylon and they became slaves. How many people are under the oppression of the devil today? How many people are under as slaves of the devil today? Because when the word of God was spoken, they ignored it. When the servant of God, how many people are at hell today? Not because there was no pastor who did not preach on the TV. Not because there was no pastor who did not preach nowadays in their cell phone. What must God do? Eh? 
It's not about going to church nowadays. It's not, the gospel is not only being preached in the radio or on the TV. Today, there's somebody today who's in Egypt listening to my word. Somebody today, there's somebody in America, Saudi Arabia, listening to over their cell phone. What must more? What more God can do? Well, gospel is everywhere. You just have to receive it. That's all, and you go to heaven. And God delivers you. God blesses you. God begins to appear in your life and your family. What more can God do? Just accept it. That's all. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Anyway, because this is a midday service, can you say, My day is blessed? My day is blessed. My family is blessed. My family is blessed. My, family is blessed. My career is blessed. My career is blessed. Our countries are blessed. Our countries are blessed. Say everything is turning around for my good. Everything is turning around for my good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will not die before my time. I will not die before my time. I will never be sick in my life. I will never be sick in my life. I will never be poor in my life. I will never be poor in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say devil. Devil. Take off your hand. Take off your hand. From my life. From my life. From my family. From my family. From my finances. From my finances. From my everything. From my everything. Say I lose angels now. I lose angels now. Angels, angels, bring my harvest, bring my harvest, my miracles, my miracles, my testimonies, my testimonies, my blessings, my blessings. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Angels, angels, bring my harvest. Usher me everywhere I go. In everything that I do. In the name of Jesus. Well, this afternoon, there might be somebody who have no one to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, let us say this prayer together, this words together, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. 
Protect me from today. Protect me from today. From today. I am born again. I am born again. I am saved. I am saved. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there was somebody praying that prayer for the first time, know that yes, you are born again, you are saved, you are a child of the living God, and do yourself a favor, follow this account, that whenever we go live, we can become prayer partners, the Word of God partners, and I can tell you, your life will never be the same. You will be growing in Christ. Christ will be manifesting in your life, in your family, and in your career. And I want to, you know, when I was teaching the word of God, when I'm, I'm about to finish, God was like, you know, the men of God, you must, we must never choose your men of God as, as you are choosing your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. The men of God, because what is important, it is the content of God. It's not what they look like. Eh? When somebody is choosing a boyfriend or say, I must be tall, he must talk like this, he must wear like this, he must drive this, he must work this. But your, partner, your pastor is about the word that they talk, the word of God. It's not even how old they are. That's why Jesus was younger than Peter. Huh? That's what Jesus was talking about is the man who, who the, he started the ministry in 30 years, 33 he was gone. Today, we are talking, you are getting the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, we don't have to say, I, know, I like the way my pastor looks. No, why do you like it? <laughs> there's, there's nothing to like. It, what you like is, it must be the word of God. It must be the spiritual thing because your pastor is not your boyfriend. Your pastor is not your girlfriend. I, I, I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. That word, it must be like, hey, I love the word. That is the real pastor. I love that word. The way we are praying, we are in the right track. Huh? <laughs> That's the spiritual things. But if somebody now, you, you end up saying, ah, the pastor, this, that my pastor is handsome. That's the is, is, that's wrong criteria. The pastor is nothing to do with that. That's why you hear John the Baptist, even they show him in the, in the, in the movie, the beers were long. He was wearing, the Bible says he was eating uh, the honey and the locust. He was not eating KFC. There was nothing you can like about John the Baptist. There was nothing. Then you are, you are men of God. Don't look on how he look. You must look on the spiritual contact. That's what the matters the most. The spiritual contact. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then sometimes you find that, you know, some, somebody will say like, ah, I'm going to this church. What do you like about the pastor? The suits. I like the way he suits. Ah, ah. Hey, that's the wrong criteria of choosing the pastor. If you are going to this church, what do you like about the pastor? His car. Uh -uh. Hey, you like the car he drives. That's nothing spiritual about the car. What spiritual is the word of God which is coming? What is spiritual is the prayers that you are making. That's basic. Are you, are you get, uh, we are all together. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, that's what you, how you choose. 
Sometimes it's not, we don't choose a church because how beautiful it is. Some people, they go like, I'm going to this church. Why are you going to this church? Ah, it's beautiful. Ah, it's not the beauty of the church. There are beautiful big churches. God is not even in those churches, some of them. You go there, you come back empty. <laughs> I know those churches. You go there sick, you come back sick. I know those churches. I've been there. But you choose the church by the spiritual food you are getting there. And you say, this is the way. This is the way. Uh, when, 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 when Jacob found a stone, there was no building, but said that this, this is where I met God. That's where he had a vision of God going to, angels going to heaven and up down. And he put the oil there and said that this is my penal place. This is the place where God dwells. A stone only, nothing. When Jesus was with Peter and James and John in the mountain on transfiguration, mountain, no building, nothing. He said, can we build three, can we build three tents here? That's where they wanted to be because Moses has appeared, because Elijah has appeared. If, if the, you find a spiritual place where God can appear, angels can appear, that's it, that's enough. Whether it's a, it's a, it's a bush or doesn't matter. Then some people, they say, no, there's this church, it's beautiful, hey, that's why I'm going there. It has nothing to do with that. Some people are going there for because of, of music. Uh-uh. Anyway, it's a media service. You know, on this other platform, we had 64 people. On this other one, 73. On this other one, where we was in the A's, it's about 60, 73 also. Where Lazarus is, about 75. Then you can do the mess. We are talking to the whole world. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us share the grace. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. Be with us all. Say surely goodness and love shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the name of Jesus. You know, when I was still not even a baby Christian, when I was still going to church when I was in the world, I remember choosing this other church because it used to have short service. Imagine how unspiritual I was. How can you go to a, choose a church because the services are shorter? Huh? How can you choose a church that they pray only for 10 minutes? If it's me, I will look for the one which prays a lot. The one they fast a lot. The one they are always, that is the spiritual church. These things, I, I don't know whether we are getting each other. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, I want to say to you, have a blessed and a successful day in Jesus' name. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a blessed morning, day, and afternoon, and night. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.
手抜けな